0: Welcome to BME Culture Happier, a production of What's the Buzz?
1: Our roundtable podcast about what we are learning, doing, and creating. I'm Candace. I'm a fourth year BME at Georgia Tech.
0: Today's episode is a collaboration between BMED Sab and the Learning Commons. And I'm Joe Ledoux, Associate Chair for Student Learning and Experience in BME at Georgia Tech. This week's show, we consider the fact that almost 40% of our freshmen come to BME, planning to attend med school. So we will dive into the twists and turns, highs and lows of being a pre-med BME major at Georgia Tech. And as always, we will close the show with what's making us happy this week. And I'm laughing because always this is the first time we've ever done this. So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) So stick around. Um, So we're taking a tour through life as a pre-med this week. But before we get started here in the historic BME Learning Commons podcast studio, let's go around the table. So your name and what's your do here at BME.
2: Uh, Hi, I'm Greta Schellenberger. I'm a second year BME and I'm part of the Bmed Student Advisory Board.
1: Hi, I'm Bharat Sanders. I'm a fourth year BME, uh, pre-med as well, and I'm part of the Student Advisory Board as well as the vice chair. So I guess one thing that I've always been, I'm not a a pre-med just to get that out there, but one question I've always had is how do you decide to get an internship or co-op, or do you even decide to get an internship or co-op?
2: So as someone who was tentatively pre-med at the beginning, not sure if I wanted to do it or not, I think that an internship or a co-op would be a really great idea to get some experience in the field as an engineer and understand what it's really all about and make that decision whether or not you do want to be pre-med.
0: I have a question as a professor. Why would you choose to major in engineering? It seems like a tough route to get to med school.
1: Yeah, and uh, one thing we always talk about um, as B-meds and pre-meds um, is a lot of people come into BME expecting it to be a really great thing on their resume, to help them get into med school, um, and that's not really a good mindset to have coming in. Um, it's important to recognize that BME, yes, it is very challenging, um, but it also the reason why a lot of pre-meds choose it and should choose it is because it helps you gain a better understanding of the medical field and how you can personally affect it. You can visualize the problems evident in like going on in the hospitals and all kinds of design solutions that you can make. Um, but if you're not passionate about engineering, I wouldn't say to do BME. But if you come into BME you don't know what it is, I can assure you, you will become passionate about it because there's so many routes you can take, so many different things you can you can look at and different aspects of BME that you can enjoy that will help you become more passionate about the major rather than just putting it on your resume.
2: I think you had a good point when you talked about the problem-solving aspect of it. I think that with any engineering major, you end up with a unique mindset when you're approaching problems that you might not get with other majors.
0: So where are you guys in your process of going to med school? Uh, So
2: I'm a second year. I'm not sure where I want to go yet. I think I just decided that I do want to be pre-med. But I'm still very interested in checking out an internship or a co-op, uh, looking for research, currently volunteering at a hospital and getting some shadowing experience, which I would highly recommend to anyone who is thinking of being pre-med, because then you actually get to see what it's like to be a physician or whatever other healthcare specialty you want to see. And you can see what their life is like every day and what they actually do in their jobs.
0: So you've, you've done some shadowing?
2: Yes, I'm currently shadowing an ER physician. At uh, DeKalb Medical Center.
0: Cool. Do you have any stories you want to tell? Anything? See anything interesting?
2: We had a woman come into the emergency room complaining of terrible pain in her stomach. And she couldn't eat anything, drink anything. She was really worried that something was terribly wrong. Uh, The doctor sent her through tons of scans and tons of imaging. And what it ended up being was she had previously gone through a surgery a couple of weeks before, and she was on some narcotics for pain medicine, uh, and it actually ended up, like, calming down her digestive system, and she wasn't able to pass stool for those two weeks, so it had built up for a really long time, and that, that simple thing ended up being this problem that caused her so much pain that she had to come into the emergency room.
0: That's, ter-
1: <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs> You know, a lot of non-premeds think that the whole blood and guts thing is terrifying. I think it's exciting, honestly. <laughs> there's <laughs> a there's a new a new guy on Snapchat actually, and he's a plastic surgeon from Miami, and he actually Snapchats his surgeries, which is pretty intense. I think he gets his patients to sign off on like disclaimer forms and all kinds of stuff before he does these things, but they're they're in it for the fame, so you get to see all these tummy tucks and all kinds of things live on on Snapchat, and it's it's kind of a great way that like. Doctors are using social media nowadays, and I think it's it's really just for publicity, but I'm kind of learning from it. <laughs> I, I think of it as shadowing in a way. I saw him like remove a hernia the other day and, and stuff. So it's just really interesting to see like all the blood and guts aspect of it. It it doesn't faze me in any way.
0: I guess that's a good sign, right? Because, yeah, I, I would hope so. <laughs> don't think I'm going to be watching any Snapchats anytime soon. To be honest with you, that's why I'm in professor and not in med school.
2: Wait, but they're so cool. <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm kind of in a different point uh, than Greta in my med school journey um, where I've, (laughs) it's kind of the weird midlife, mid med school crisis that every uh, pre-med kind of goes through where you're kind of in the middle of the application cycle, you're waiting on acceptances, but also hearing back like bad news from other schools and and kind of also like being in the last semester as a BME, kind of seeing uh, in senior design how like you tie all your skills together in this like amazing like problem solving journey, um, and kind of almost falling in love with BME all over again. To the point where, okay, well, if I even if I don't get into med school, like I would be super happy doing a BME job or working in research or, or development on something where I actually see like my my work um, affecting change in the world. Whereas if I go straight to med school, it's like four more years of school before I get to do that. So, kind of at that weird point where decisions that other people make for me. Um, depending on like whether I get in or not will affect the next couple of months of my life but either way it goes I would be super happy um, and I will get super involved in whatever I end up
0: doing of course some people say engineers if they create a device that could help thousands or millions of people you might have a bigger impact than uh, medical doctors I mean does that resonate with you or what's your reaction to that
1: yeah, it's very true, and I'm seeing that more and more in, uh, in senior design. The interesting thing is is being a pre-med, um, I've, had, I've made so many good connections with like doctors and physicians, and, um, and that's actually helped me in senior design. Um, but in senior design, I am seeing how like if we do come up with this really great solution to this problem, um, that will help so many more people than if I was just to do one patient at a time every day. Um, but I, I don't know. like Even though that that's really appealing to me, I, I just love working with people Um, I wouldn't imagine not like working with people on a day-to-day basis, helping them make responsible decisions about their everyday lives and helping lead them through their healthcare journey. So that's, that's something that really appeals to me as a future physician. Um, But I would not be adverse, averse to doing an engineering job for a few years before I go to med school and kind of gaining that experience and going into being a doctor as a problem solver, as someone who understands what's going on behind the scenes in every procedure and every medical device, like as a BME in medicine, you will be on top of your game so much more than a lot of other physicians who are coming in with just a plain science background. Burn. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't supposed to be a burn. Like, the the science majors are are really great, and they they probably know a lot more than us in other areas. I just think that uh, medicine is moving a lot more towards case studies and, you know, med- medical schools are learning problem-based learning styles and, and us as BMEs learning that, in undergrad, going into medical school, I feel like we're a lot more prepared um, than other majors may possibly be. And I I saw that firsthand when I took the MCAT. um, The new MCAT moved a lot more towards problem solving rather than content memorization. And so I felt, as a BME, I felt a lot more prepared on the new MCAT than some of my peers did.
0: So presumably our listeners are BMEs, some of which might be thinking about med school. So um, based on either of your experiences in BME, either Outside of the curriculum or inside, do you have advice or how has this helped prepare you to get to where you are? Advice for the people who are thinking about do, uh, becoming, following the pre-med route or who are in the middle of it but in an earlier stage, should they, are there certain opportunities they should take advantage of? Or are there particular classes that are great for this? I
2: would say definitely jump into the BMed curriculum as fast as you can. Uh, get done with those prerequisites and actually learn what biomedical engineering is about go to career fairs, talk to employers, see what kind of jobs are out there in biomedical engineering mm-hmm. and what these people actually do.
1: And join a research lab.
2: Yeah. That way, um, you know, if this is exactly what you want to do. What are what
1: are some of the opportunities you've gotten involved in that have kind of helped you as biomed med pre-Med?
2: So I think that some of the, the biggest things that told me about what biomedical engineers do were the first couple, uh, problems in biomedical engineering, uh, classes, uh, I think definitely just take any of the BME classes as fast as you can. Um, but also, um, it's definitely important to get to know what pre-med is about too. Cause if you, you don't want to jump into that, not knowing what it is either.
0: Or do you get, uh, so you're both doing the pre-health track, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I don't know if that leaves you much room for other kinds of classes.
2: So it, it doesn't leave you a lot of room for other classes. Um, I think I had like two hours or something that I got to choose exactly what classes I wanted (laughs) to take. Um, but as someone who does marching band and pep band and all these extra things, uh, I think that it's important for you to still pursue all the other things that you want to do, whether or not it's some minor or a foreign language or music. Um, It's just very important to pursue exactly what it is that you love doing, whether or not it's your hobby or your major or your career choice.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll say I have uh, 35 fall through credit hours. So uh, there's no shame in especially in BME and at Georgia Tech. Like there's so many opportunities that you can take advantage of. Go get into a research lab, go get a co-op or internship, like explore those things that will help you further your career there's no shame in taking an extra year here at Georgia Tech or two or, you know, however many, however much time you want to spend here. It's not, it's not a, what is it? What do they say? It's not a race. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, spending more time in college, um, unless it's a financial issue for you, is is not a problem. Um, you will get so much more experience. You will make so many more connections. There's no greater time to make networking connections than in college. And those connections will work to serve you for the rest of your life. Um, as well as like just getting involved in different organizations on campus. Like like for example, I'm in an a cappella group. Like there's it it's been one of the best experiences, like not only being a part of it, but also being in leadership on campus. And as a pre-med, you should know that you not only have to shadow and do research and volunteer, you also have to get involved in leadership. So find something that you're really passionate about and take advantage and do it. If you if you come to Georgia Tech and just study and do your classes for four years you're more or you're less likely to get into med school than someone who stayed here for five years, did a co-op maybe or an internship and, you know, got really passionate about, say, pep band or or something that they were really, really um, interested in that's outside of their academics as well.
0: All right. Well, we're getting close to the end. Any last comments or thoughts for for the pre-meds out there?
1: I'd say a lot of people come into BME um, because they're they feel like it would be good for them to get into med school. And I think like Greta said, and a couple of things that I said, it's really important to find out what you love about BME. And Greta said, like get involved in those classes early on so you can understand what BME is. It's not a pathway into med school. It is a way to get into med school. Like it is something that you can do um, and then eventually get into med school, but don't think of it as your ticket to med school because BME as itself is a huge field. There's so many other things you can do with it. Um, and, more more often than not, I see my peers dropping out of pre-med because they found the aspect of BME that they really, really liked and want to get more involved in. Um, and so try and find that aspect of BME that you feel really passionate about. And even if you do end up going to med school and not really using your BME as much, you will still have those problem solving skills. You'll still have those presentation skills and networking skills and, um, and all that knowledge-based background so that you can understand everything that's going on in the hospital room around you when you're doing your first procedure um so so find that place where you're passionate about pre-med find that place where you're passionate about bmed. don't make it a paired thing don't make it a way to get it from one to the other make it something that you're really invested in both sides of it
0: well good luck with your application process thanks uh, <laughs> i'll need it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so i'm looking forward to seeing where you end up um Anyway, it's time for our favorite segment. I'm now stealing uh, from Pop Culture Happy Hour and because we've never had this segment before. So how could it possibly be our favorite? But the question is, what is hap- making us happy this week?
1: Uh, I just got a new car. Woo! Woo! Really? Yeah. What car? I have a 2006 Honda Civic. So it's not actually new, new, <laughs> but it's new to me.
0: Awesome. I have a 2003 Honda Civic. Ooh, so. yeah! Okay, hey, 1999 Honda Civic right oh. here.
1: Oh, uh, whoa! That one's about to die someday soon. <laughs> Still impressive. got the roll down windows where you gotta oh, like, man. manually. Yeah. Wow, that's Real incredible. old school. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, for me, I suppose, um, well, I was thinking about, I was definitely thinking about graduating in May. And then it ended up that I had one class missing. Um, and I was gonna have to take it in the summer. Um, and I ended up, uh, I talked to my academic advisor, Paul, and he said that I could potentially email the registrar and ask them to enroll me in a class this semester. Um, and trying to trying to like squeeze me in and get me into that last class. It was like a global perspective class, um, and I was like, man, like after three years of super hard VME classes, I'm getting stuck behind in this global perspective. And so I emailed the registrar, hoping for the best. And in fact, something better than the best happened. They looked back at my academic records, back to the class the college classes I took in high school, and they said, oh, this history class you took back in high school. Um, actually applies to be a global perspective. So you're good. You don't have to take anything. So I was like, I was so excited. I'm going to be graduating in May. I'm I'm still, it's still bittersweet, but I'm excited that all my requirements are going to be met. So that was the best part of my week.
0: That is happy. And if you haven't met Paul Fincanon, you should.
1: Yeah. He's He's literally the best academic advisor I've ever met.
0: Uh,
2: I made a huge pot of jambalaya last night and I'm going to share it with all my friends this week. Am
1: I a friend? Sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. Now so. you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Today's my birthday, and Yay. happy, happy, happy birthday. birthday! Thank you. So, and a lot of you all uh, surprised me, and I've never been surprised on my birthday before. i mean, Aww. never had a surprise Aww. party. So it was awesome. Yeah. Faculty and students. It was cool. So he thanks. was so surprised. Thanks he like
1: all. disappeared right after we <laughs> surprised him. He's like, no, don't look at my face. <laughs> That's right.
0: It's a little shocking. Dara <laughs> pulled off a good one. So. All right, well, I think that's it for this first edition of Be Me, Culture, Happy Hour. Thanks you uh, all so much for being here. Um, To the listeners out there, uh, we'd like to hear your questions, and hopefully we'll have a place for you to post them or post comments. And hopefully it'll be true when I say that you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. It'll be true soon. So thanks, all of you, for being here, you guys. And thanks to all of you. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks to all of you listening, and we'll see you next week, fingers crossed.
1: Bye. Bye.